This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of It's Not All Rainbows. I'm your host, Lindsay Goodman. I'm a certified trauma recovery coach, and I'm also a survivor of abuse in a queer relationship. I'm here to help you figure out what's really going on in your relationship to help get you out and on the road to recovery. Today, I'm going to talk to you about what it can look like when you are a parent, you're a single parent, and someone comes along, maybe you're ready to date, what does it look like or what can it look like when someone is targeting your children to get to you? This is really important if you don't have kids, maybe you have siblings who have kids or you have friends who have kids, pay attention to this because it took me three times to catch this and now nobody can come near my child. Um, you'll hear a little bit more uh, about that. And no, I did not get in another two relationships after my abuser or anything like that, but it took me a while to figure out what was going on. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit today. I did actually, oh, you, 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 like, did actually take some notes um so i could actually remember what i wanted to talk about today but before we begin i'm going to talk about my struggles and successes um a struggle is today i'm just like not doing well i'm very angry today i've had a couple of things like on my way to work that came up that really got me processing and thinking and just kind of like mad at some things in the world and you know it sucks. It sucks like having to then go into work and walk into work and like leave it in your car. Um, and it sucks just like, you know, these feelings that we have that we've all been taught are, ne- taught are negative feelings that we're not supposed to have, quote unquote. They suck. They don't feel good. Um, but it's part of life. It's part of grieving. It's part of healing and all of that. So that's going to be my success is that like when I think about who I used to be and how I was, you know, two, three years ago, 10 years ago, probably even if I'm really thinking about it, like my whole life, um, like I just didn't handle, handle anger very well. And I've come so far in terms of just being like, yep, you're angry. And it makes sense that you're angry and just feel it and like, let it happen. Like I don't rage, I don't throw things, I don't punch things, but it's just very much like I'm angry and it totally makes sense that I'm angry. That is a really nasty thing that happened to your nephew or a really nasty thing that, happen to your friend or, you know, this is just super unjust that this is happening in the world. And so that's my success is that like, I've learned to understand anger a lot more and that it's a completely normal part of being a human. Um, okay. So let's talk about people targeting your kids. I'm going to start with a story. I'm going to have a couple stories here. And of course I'm not going to get super specific. Um, but when I met my abuser, okay, hold on. I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I knew my abuser for about a year before we actually hung out. I worked as a coach at a CrossFit gym and they would come to the CrossFit gym and we never really interacted that much, but I knew who they were. We had mutual friends, quote unquote. Um, and they would talk to my child. Like he would come in, he would have a little Jeep toy um, and they would stop their workout and come over and get down and talk to him and stuff. Again, they didn't really say much to me, but they would like talk to my child. And um, I have done podcasts about this. I did a podcast about like, um, you know, I don't even remember. I'm sorry. You just might have to dig a little bit if you haven't listened to all of them, but I have sort of touched on these kinds of things. But, um, the day after we first actually hung out, um, they came to my house and 
Um, I invited them because we were messaging on Instagram and we were kind of like flirting a little bit. And I was like, I mean, you can come over, but like, you know, I'm like a mom, I'm really tired. We hung out last night, like my house is a mess, whatever. And they're like, okay, I'll be right there. Like they were waiting for me to invite them over and they came over and I remember thinking like, wow, they really like my child. He was about a year and a half at the time. And they just spent hours on the floor playing with my kid. I have a video of them on the floor with him and just interacting with him. And I remember like sitting there just being like, wow, this person really likes my child. And yeah, there are a lot of people, like if I were to create a TikTok video about this and it got any sort of attention, there are a lot of people who are like, you're stupid. Well, you shouldn't, like a lot of people will just, you shouldn't this, you shouldn't that, whatever. Um, and I kind of have the excuse that like, I did already know this person. There were other mutual friends who knew this person. It's not some rando that I picked up off the street, but either way, that's not always how this works, unfortunately, which is kind of why I'm making this because I do want to remind you to be very careful with your children because people can really pretend to be something they're not and they can do it for a very long time. So, you know, we really do got to take things slowly. And when it comes to our kids, even more so, and obviously I learned that the hard way. Um, I was a little too trusting because again, I was like, I feel like I at least know you're not a horrible person because people at the gym seem to like you. And also I, as a queer person was under the extreme incorrect assumption that another non-man person would be nurturing like I was and wouldn't be cruel and wouldn't be harsh and wouldn't be an a-hole. I was extremely wrong about that. Um, so what this looks like is when someone is, okay, the point is that people will see people, okay, how do I phrase this? An abusive person, a coercive controller, someone who's just trying to lure you in so they can abuse you, can see a child as a pawn. I've talked about this a lot. The child is a pawn, animals are a pawn, so maybe they're targeting your pet if you don't have kids. And they're gonna like beeline it straight to your kids and try to prove to you, quote unquote, that they're an incredible person, that they wanna be a parent, they wanna help you out, they wanna take care of that child. Like as single parents, yes, there are amazing people who might come along and eventually you have a family with that person. As single parents, sometimes we have to be single for a long time um, I, I'm single by choice. I like it this way. I don't really want or need another person to come into my life and be my quote unquote family with me and my son or anything like that. He has another parent. Um, but sometimes what can happen is people will see those single parents and like, you are a target for them. They see that and they're like, this is going to be easy. I'll just quote unquote fall in love with their kid and uh, they'll be hooked. They'll want to be with me. And so what this can look like is, you know, spending lots of time with them, coming over a lot, investing um, that time with them, you know, offering to help you with bedtime, offering to help you with whatever. Oh, they have a game. Let me come to their game. Like really early on, y'all. I'm not talking about you guys have been dating for a while and then you invite them to come to a game in public and like maybe introduce, like whatever, down the line, like you've talked about it, all that stuff. Um, but they're just, they're right there. They're all the time. They want to be in on those big decisions. Um they're like, they're just basically sliding in and pretending to be a parent that they've already been, which they haven't been. Um, maybe they're getting them gifts, um, you know, giving them things early on to sort of buy the child's love. Essentially, that's what they're doing is trying to convince the child also like, hey, I'm a good person. I'm a safe person. You like me. You want to spend time with me. Um, I need you to show your other parent, your parent that you like me so that your parent you know, feel safe with me being around and lets me into your life a little bit faster. Um, you know, trying to earn their love, 
pretending to already know them, like talking about the child, like they know so much about the child, like, oh, you know, let's say your kid's name is Johnny. Um, oh, I know Johnny would really like this. Um, I just, I thought Johnny the other day, like blah, blah, blah. Um, and they'll probably ask you a lot about your child early on, or they'll be observing early on so that they do actually have that kind of information. Maybe if they follow you on social media, they've already looked through, they know that Johnny likes dinosaurs. So they're giving Johnny a dinosaur gift or Johnny, a dinosaur shirt. They know that Johnny likes ice cream. So they're taking Johnny out for ice cream, things like that really early on, because again, they have to create quickly a bond with a child. And a lot of children are going to bond with that person because they do feel love through gifts, through quality time, through whatever, you know, that person's on the floor playing with one, you know, one, two, three or five year old, whatever. This person's on the floor with me. Mommy's always stressed out. Mommy's always cleaning. Mommy's always doing the dishes. This person's on the floor with me playing. Wow. I like this person. I want to play with them some more. Um, and so these are some things that I experienced early on with my abuser. Um, it, it was mostly just like that time, like right from the very beginning, they were right there. They were stepping up as a quote unquote parent. Um, and I have talked about this before, but that's because they knew they saw me as a mom tired, always by myself. And they made the assumption, which was correct at that time that I wanted someone to come in my life and, and be a family with me and my son. Like, I remember thinking like, man, I wish my son had this kind of life, like, which it sucks. Like we all think a family has to look a certain way. And to an extent it's like, yeah, man, that would have been nice if that had turned out. But at the same time, I've been single for two years. Like I said, my kid has another parent and I have zero desire to have anyone else come in and be like a step parent to my son. But at the time, my abuser correctly assumed that that's what I, that would, that's what would make me feel good was having that person come in and do that. So the way that I figured out that this was a thing, because I didn't really put the two and two together until well after the fact, and I had experienced it two more times. And then I went back and I was thinking about things. And I found that video on my phone of them playing with my child the second day. And I was like, oh my gosh, people are predatory towards children as a way to get to this parent, right? And so after I left my abuser, I had a connection with someone who followed me on Instagram who I viewed more as a friend because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to date. Like emotionally, there's absolutely no way that I could have dated someone. Like I had nothing to give. And also I was a wreck. I cried when people were nice to me. I cried when people were like, if you got into a conversation with me about something that felt even slightly like you were upset with me, I would just cry. Like I was so, I was struggling so much. Like I was still didn't know where I was going to live didn't know if I was going to get my dogs back. Like it was a very chaotic time. And so I was like viewing this person as a friend, but we did go and visit this person after I had been talking to her for like several months and when we got there again. At first I didn't think about it. She had bought him gifts. She had bought him clothing. She had set up like a room for us to sleep in, but like everything was like, it was almost like I was visiting my sister or my best friend of many years. It was like, this person knew what, like how to get my son to like them. And I noticed like it was all again after the fact was that she wanted to be in pictures with us. Like she had to be in the pictures with us. Like she celebrated Christmas with us and threw this like extravagant, like festivities and got him Christmas gifts. And like, you have to keep in mind that like this person didn't really know me and I didn't know them. Like, yes, I made the choice to go and visit, but like it was very, 
now looking back, it was very obvious that they really wanted me to see that they really liked my son and that like, it was the same thing. And I'm not saying that that person was abusive or was the same as my abuser, but I'll get to, I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I'll get to my point a little bit. My third experience, which was the one that made me say, oh, heck no, was that again, it was another person from social media who followed me, which is, this is why I have a no, like I, I'm not dating, but like, if you follow me on social media, I am not going to date you. If I met you in real life and then later on you followed me on social media, maybe, but if you're a follower of mine, I like saying that if you're part of my online community and you followed me there and then we start talking I'm sorry, you're not, it's not going to happen. You know too much about me. Um, but this person started talking to me, asked if they could come out and visit me. And I was like, I guess like, I mean, I live with my son's dad. Like I'm really busy. We split the weekend. Like, I don't even think I'll really have a lot of time to like actually hang out with you. Um, and then I started to get a bad feeling about it. Like they just weren't really respecting my boundaries and things like that. And then they sent me for Valentine's day, like a teddy bear and some flowers and they signed it from my son's name. And now some of these things that I'm mentioning, some of you might be like, that's really romantic. I like that. But here's what you have to keep in mind is that these people do not know my son. They did not know my son and it is not their place to do that. Again, some of you all are like, that's what I want. I just want someone to like be that because that's like my, my, my kids, other parent, like they never were sweet. Like they just, they would never send me anything on Valentine's day. Like I get it. Get yourself some flowers and some chocolates on Valentine's day because you guys, those people don't know your child. Like that person had no right to send me flowers from my son. That's not okay. And if you don't agree with me, I'm so sorry. When you like someone who has a child, you better sit back. You have to sit back because you don't know what that person is comfortable with. You need to sit back and you need to say, I know that you have kids. I respect you. I don't know what you're comfortable with. I'm going to let you lead the way in terms of when I get to meet your kid, if at all, I understand if it takes you two years, because like, I know you're in a bad relationship. I know that they did some damage to your children, whatever. I'm going to be over here. I really like you. I understand like, this is your pace because you're the one with the children, um, or child. Um, and so, and the same goes for like, if you are the parent, you are the one who leads the way in terms of how this goes. Do not think that it's normal or healthy or okay for someone else to try to tell you what they get to do with your kids early on. I hope that makes sense. And I know that I might be sounding like really harsh. And again, some of y'all are like, oh my God, I'm so romantic. It's really not. I did not invite that. Um, like I said, I was recovering from abuse. It was very, um, I mean, again, it, it was, it was the slap in the face that made me stop and go, oh my goodness, people will use children as a way to get to the adult. Because what happens is you think, oh my goodness, this person likes my child. This person accepts me, um, as a single parent, blah, blah, blah. But like, you don't really know what that person wants to be in your life for. You don't know that person. Like you follow, again, you follow each other on social media or you just met, like you really don't know that person. It takes time to get to know people. Okay. If you're still listening, cause I know sometimes when I say things that are really blunt like that and you don't agree with me, you're going to be like, Oh no, that's romantic. And you're taking everything too far because you're scarred from the abuse or whatever. Okay, cool. But if you're still here, I want to talk about why this is really dangerous, which I feel like is obvious, but it is so important for us to protect our children from people like my abuser, like your abuser, 
like some of these people's other parent, you know, some of our children's other parent. Um, obviously it can hurt your kids. It can hurt your kids' hearts when someone comes along and they like that person and they feel like that person cares about them because they're buying them toys and presents and spending time with them and all that stuff. And then that person's not around anymore because either you figured out that they're predatory. Again, whether they're abusive or not, like I do feel like those other two people, maybe they weren't abusive, but they were very like, you know, pick me, pick me. I'll do anything. I will give you the whole entire world right now. Just pick me. Um, which also isn't okay because they're not respecting your boundaries, right? They were not respecting my boundaries around my child. And they weren't respecting my boundaries around my own personal, like what I was willing to give and not to give in a relationship. Um, and so, you know, if your kids, like my kids fine. Cause again, like we travel a lot, we visit people, I have friends. So my kid wasn't like, who's this person? It was never like that. Um, but it can happen where your kid gets hurt because someone comes along, um, and then they lose that person, right? And, and if it does turn into a relationship and that person's at your time, your house all the time, maybe six months or a year go by, and then that kid's like, where's this person? That sucks. You don't want to have to do that. Um, and then obviously, like I mentioned, that kids can be used as pawns. So for me, to be totally honest with you, if I meet somebody, there's going to be green flags or red flags around my son. And again, this is why I won't if I meet you, you can't know who I am because you, you're going to listen to this and you're going to be like, let me do all the green flags that Lindsay said, because I want to trick her and like, I will find out. Right. The red flags are again, you know, that I have a child. You're trying to meet my child really early on. You're trying to give my child gifts. You're sending me flowers, quote unquote, from my child. You're, um, you know, talking about my child, like, you know, him, even though you don't, you are encouraging me to make my like decisions about my child. Cause my abuser did that really early on where, you know, they would pressure me. Like you need to stop breastfeeding. You need to stop sleeping with him. Like trying to make these big decisions that should have been all mine or mine and his dad's like, Oh, I think it might be time. Would you want to work with me to figure out how to make this easier of a transition for him? You know, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's not for another person to come in and tell you how to raise your children, whether they have kids or not, whether they've raised kids or not, whether they have nieces and nephews or not, you are their parent. There's either one or two of you, um, two parents, one parent, whatever. This is another person coming into your life. And until you know who this person is and you can trust them and you see that they respect you as a parent and they're not going to try to take over your life. These are all red flags. Like you cannot do these things or else go find someone else, right? Green flags. If you're trying to date someone when you have a child are again, someone saying, Hey, I know you have a child. I would love to meet your child someday. Um, you know, tell me a little bit about like, what's their name? How old are they? Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I have a nephew who's five. It's a really fun age. I love my nephew. Um, you know, asking a little bit, but not wanting to know everything about them. Um, you know, not wanting to know your deepest, darkest, like struggles as a parent and stuff. Like that's another thing, like asking you your deepest, darkest things early on. Mm -mm. No, you don't need to know that yet. Um, another green flag is again, like just saying things like, I totally respect you and your boundaries around your child. I'm going to follow your lead. Um, let me know if I say or do anything that you feel uncomfortable with. Um, I, you know, I respect your children. I want to make sure that I don't do anything to harm your children. Here's another one. This is a really big one. So say you have littles who need help at bedtime. You have a bedtime routine or whatever. That person is not texting you or calling you during nighttime routine. They know from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m., whatever you're doing, 
bath time, you're doing, you know, books, you're doing all this stuff. And that person's just like letting you have that space and, you know, texting you at 9 p.m. and saying, hey, how'd bedtime go? Or waiting for you to reach out. They're not trying to distract you. They're, you know, maybe they know mornings, you're doing morning drop off for school, you're getting ready. That person's not reaching out to you during those hours because they have figured out this is your time with your kids. Maybe after school for two hours, they're not bothering you because they know you're with your kids. You haven't seen them all day. These are just examples. That's respect. That is saying, I know you're a parent, your children come first. I'm an adult. I can take care of myself. I will wait for you to reach out to me or, you know, I'll reach out to you after I feel like your kids are dropped off at school. I look forward to talking to you at that time, but I'm not going to try to come in here and act like I'm more important than your kids. Right. Um, a red flag would be anyone complaining about your kids. Anyone's like, well, I don't know. Like, are you going to have time to hang out with me? Because you're always with your kids or like, you're always like, you know, anything, anything like that. Anyone complaining about your kids? I'm sorry. No. Um, absolutely not. Okay. So yes, the moral of the story is that, you know, whether people are abusive or not, there are people who will target your children to get to you, to get into a relationship with you, whether it's to abuse you or because they just really desperately want to be in a relationship. Um, they don't really care with who they just want to be chosen. They're tired of being alone. Um, either way, it's not good because we want partners who respect our boundaries. We want partners who respect our children. We want our own selves to be safe around those people. We want our children first and foremost to be safe around those people. And here's the thing. I despise language that says things like you need to choose a partner like this or don't choose a partner like that. Because at the end of the day, when we get into abusive relationships, we're not choosing an abusive person, right? But here's what we can do to make sure that we are not choosing an abusive person because for lack of a better term is just take your time. I say this all the time and a lot of people get outraged when I talk about love bombing and slow down, take your time. It's okay to move slowly. It's not the end of the world. If you don't move super quickly. In fact, it could be the end of the world if you do move super quickly, because again, that person could be abusive or maybe that person isn't who you thought they were. And maybe they're not abusive, but you're like, you know what? Actually, I don't want to be in a relationship with you, but here we are, you know, now how do I get out of this? Um, so just slow down, slow down, set boundaries, take your time. Don't try to be the freaking Brady Bunch within, you know, a couple weeks of knowing each other because kids, man, I tell you what, I know a lot of you are parents, but the pain that I feel knowing that I accidentally, because of my own trauma and because I didn't know that there were people like this, the things that I accidentally put my son through, and I'm going to change that because we don't do victim shaming around here. The things that my abuser did to my son that I did not know were going to happen, that I did my best to protect him from, that I have done my best to help him heal from and to make sure that he doesn't have lifelong, you know, issues from what happened. Luckily, he was very young when we left and he's not showing any signs of, you know, trauma from that. But who knows? Um, I don't want that for you. I do not want you to have to go through that. And I don't want your kids to have to go through that. So, okay. That is all. This is going to be a little bit of a longer episode because I really got into that for a second, but I hope that helps. This is really important, y'all. Those green flags and red flags when it comes to dating. And if you're someone who doesn't have kids and you listen to this episode, please, please, please respect those kids and respect those parents because if you really do care about those people, you're not going to be an a-hole. You're not going to do those things. You're going to understand that children are children and 
they are not here to work around you. You're an adult. You can work around the children. Okay. All right. That's all. If you like this episode, please rate, review, subscribe. Um, I really want to get this into the ears of the people who need this the most and your interaction really does make that happen. Um, I'm a certified trauma recovery coach. If you want to work with me one-on-one, um, I work with people who are still in the abuse situations and need to work their way out. I also work with people who are out and are like, what do I do now? Where do I go from here? How do I learn to like myself? How do I learn to eventually love myself? What kind of things can I do to take my life back? Um, you know, how do I even start healing from this? I'm still struggling with this. How do I move past this? Those kinds of things. Um, so if you feel like that it's maybe time um, and you want to work with me, you can go to the lindsaygoodman.com, click on the coaching tab, or you can go to calendly.com slash lindsaygoodman and set up an appointment from there. Other than that, that is all I have. So please go do something nice for yourself. Look out for those red flags and the green flags. Green flags are important too. Um, go drink some water and I'll see you next week.